Hey guys, and welcome to episode two of Business Shit. I am your host, Mimi G, and today's topic is it ain't always peaches and cream, it could be more like shit and flies. You ready? Let's talk some shit. Now, making the decision to become an entrepreneur takes a lot of courage and faith, but I decided to walk away from my job about a year and a half after launching my blog. Now, that shit was not always easy, it didn't always feel good, and it certainly didn't always go smoothly. But I learned so much from all of the experiences that I think it's so important to be able to share sort of those ups and downs. The reason I named this podcast, It Ain't Always Peaches and Cream, It Could Be More Like Shit and Flies, is because what you see on social media of somebody's, you know, popular blogger or business, and, you know, you might see it on, on Facebook or their YouTube or whatever it is, can always look like it's so grand, right? Like everything is so amazing. They just became like this popular, amazing business person out of nowhere. And that isn't always the truth. I know it isn't for me. I went through a whole lot of ups and downs. And but in that, I learned so much about what I was doing, where I wanted to go and what I didn't want to do again, now, I remember when I was maybe about six months short from, from quitting my job. I didn't know I was going to quit my job, but I was having this conversation with my boss. We were sitting there, and he said to me, you know, I, I know I'm going to lose you. You know, my blog was sort of picking up. I was already making more money than I was making at my job just from my blog, and, you know, and I was very, very open. We were very close, uh, very much like friends. So he knew a lot of what was going on. And he just knew that at any point in time, I was going to be out. And, uh, you know, but uh, to me, in my mind, I was so stuck on, I need a job. You know, I have kids at home. You cut me a check. Okay. Now, in my head, I knew logically that I was making more money than I was making at my job, but there was something about having somebody else cut me a check that gave me a sense of security. Now, after I blabbered on, you know, for a couple of minutes, you know, saying I'm not going to quit my job, I need this job, you know, I, I, I need you to, to provide that check for me every two weeks, he looked at me and he said, you know, when you're ready, you'll know. And I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. I went home, bought my business, and for the next six months continued working. And then one day I woke up, I turned the alarm off, I sat up in my bed getting ready to go to work, and I was like, yep, I'm about to quit. And sure enough, I did. I typed up my resignation letter. I walked into the office. I couldn't wait for him to come into the office. I handed him that resignation letter, and I damn near skipped out that damn office at the end of the day. I was so excited and I was ready to take on the world. And then I picked up the phone and I called my mom. I was like, mom, I quit my job and I'm going to you know, do this blog thing full time. And I was so excited. And then she crushed my shit. Like she, <laughs> she was like, what about health care and your 401k and the kids and the health? It was like this massive amount of negative energy. And I don't blame my mom for it. You know, she's very much a nine to fiver. She's old school. She didn't understand, first of all, what the fuck is a blog and what do you do and how the hell do you earn money? And let's be honest, she probably still doesn't understand it. I know for sure my grandmother didn't understand what I did. My dad doesn't. And nobody understands what I do or how I make money because... You know, it's a sort of a new world thing that, that we're doing. It's a millennial thing. And, you know, my mom is like, if somebody's not writing you a check, how are you making a living? And, you know, and during that conversation, my whole body started to sink. And I could feel all the thoughts 
bombarding my brain at one time like, oh shit, did you fuck up? Do you need to go back to the office and ask for your job back? You know, but at the end of the conversation, I told my mom, this is what I want to do. You know, I'm in a good position to do it. I'm making more money on the blog than I do at my job. I think I'll be okay. And I hung up the phone and it took me a minute, but I had to talk myself down, right? And remind myself that I could do it and that I was capable and that I believed um, in the process. Now, that that wasn't always the case because there are ups and downs. There are moments where I thought, oh man, I've really messed up. But that sort of comes with the territory. One of the very first lessons that I learned was that you need to be able to shut the noise because there are a lot of people, friends, family that will not understand your choices. And being an entrepreneur takes a lot of balls. And a lot of people don't have those balls. Like that's just the truth. There are a lot of people who are nine to fivers who don't have the amount of, you know, faith, courage, and ability to become an entrepreneur and to take that, that leap of faith. And, you know, my mom is one of those people. She's definitely a nine to five person. And the thought of being an entrepreneur does not entice her in any way. Um, you know, but for me, that's all I could think about. I could not be at a job more than a year and a half before I was like crazy and had to leave. Like I needed something new. You know, this last job right before I, I started my blog, I had been there for seven years. And I was there because the person I worked for really understood that I was in a place where I was growing and trying to figure out what I was doing. And he made that job actually a lot of fun. And I'm very grateful for that because he was very supportive of, of what I did, what I thought at the time was a hobby. But, you know, when those people come to you with that noise, with those opinions, trying to play devil's advocate, you have to know that it's probably not coming from out of malice, right? They're just unsure. And because of that, if it's something that they wouldn't do, then they don't think you could do it either. And, you know, you have to be careful about letting that energy sort of seep into you. It's If you're going to do anything at all, always protect the energy that's around you because that will have a drastic effect on your life. Now, you know, I have been through very good times, very bad times. You know, later on in the podcast, I'm going to talk about things like making sure that you secure your CPAs and your accountants and you do all your bookkeeping and sort of more technical stuff of a business, you know, but I had really good success. And then there were times where I had really big problems because I didn't know right? Nobody told me. I was learning as I was going along and I trusted people with certain things. And, you know, you know, one of the major things that happened in my business, which I'm very transparent about, is I had a huge problem with the IRS because in the beginning of my business, I didn't fully understand that when you grow to a certain size in your business, you need to also uh, grow your accountant, right? You, you need to upgrade. And the person who had been doing my tax for, for many years, even before I started my business, was always my tax person. So that's, of course, who I relied on. And then, you know, when I, when I got into deep water with the IRS, you know, then I realized that that person, you know, didn't have the ability to handle the size of, of the company that I had and that I needed to grow. I needed to then hire a firm that could handle the amount of transactions and bookkeeping and all that kind of st stuff. And I'll share more about that later on. My point is that you don't always see the grungy shit that happens 
you know, as people are growing their business, you only see what they put out, right? You only see what I share on social, what I share on the blog, and, you know, when I do uh, my lives or my speaking engagements, but you don't see the day-to-day stuff that I have had to deal with over the course of five and a half years. Now, granted, my business grew rather quickly, so I didn't have a whole lot of time. It was like, bitch, learn now and get moving because, you know, (laughs) you have to figure it out. And so, you know, I had really hard lessons that I learned, but, you know, the blessing was that I was able to get past it and it didn't affect my business or hurt me in any way. And that is really, you know, the goal, right? (laughs) To be able to go through things um, in your business and in your life and come out on the other side, you know, okay, in, in intact. And so that happened. But it's important for people to know that, you know, with all the good comes a lot of bad or a lot of ugly and a lot of things that you may, you know, have to deal with that you don't necessarily always know. And so I think it's important to be able to share things that I wish I would have known. So these are, you know, five questions that I think you need to ask yourself and you need to be honest, especially if you're thinking of starting a business or if you're going to grow your business. And the first one is, are you ready? Are you ready to quit your damn job? And are you ready to grow your business if you're already an entrepreneur and have a small business and are looking to grow? The reason I say that is because I didn't just get up one day and said, fuck it, I'm quit my job and then just quit. Like I took steps, actionable steps to make sure that I would be okay. Now I knew that I was making more money than I was at my job, but where was the money coming from? Right? What aspects of my business were bringing in the cash flow? I was doing a lot of different things. You know, I was already working with brands that were paying me to talk about their products. I was already doing advertising on my blog. I had, um, you know, already started dabbling into selling, you know, small products and, and things via my blog. But the one thing that I had started doing that was really bringing in the cash was doing my video tutorials, my online courses, So now I didn't necessarily realize it because at the time, you know, money's coming in and things are are happening and I'm like, woohoo, look at me being a big baller and doing shit, but not really recognizing what exactly was happening, right? I hadn't really focused this on being a business at the time. It was just like extra cash that I didn't have to worry about paying the bills anymore or paying the light or which one, choosing which one I was going to pay that month. So for me, I had to take time to look and see where the money was coming in and where it was coming in most consistently, right? Because that's what I wanted to focus on. Now, yes, I had sponsorships and I had brands coming to me, you know, Mimi, share this and we pay you this amount and that's great. But that part right there still kept me relying on other people to pay me. And I wanted to rely on myself. I wanted to dictate how much money I was going to make selling my own product versus sharing everybody else's damn product. Now, hey, sponsorships are amazing. I still do them today, but now they pay me a whole lot more money. But I also wanted to make sure that I had set myself up so that if the brand stopped calling, I was still good. And the place that I was good was in my tutorials and my online courses. So that's what I started to focus on. And that's where I saw the ability to be able to quit my job. Because if I 
continued doing even just one tutorial tutorial a month, it was covering as much as I was making at my day job. And so being able to plan that out for yourself is going to be crucial to knowing whether or not you're, uh, you're ready to quit your job or to grow your business. The second question is, do you have what it takes? Now, that might seem like a really simple question. Like everybody's like, yeah, I got what it takes. Bullshit. You don't have what it takes. Okay. Because nobody knows just how hard I work and how hard a lot of my friends who are successful business owners and millionaires work their asses off, specifically in the beginning of their business and growth. Because I work more now than I ever did working for somebody else. And if you want to be free on the weekends and clock out at five, you're in the wrong business, okay? You don't have what it takes. You have to be able to make those decisions for yourself and know that you're good with them. I don't consider them sacrifices. I consider them choices because my business and what I've had to do for me didn't feel like a sacrifice. It felt like a choice because I wanted to change the legacy for my family. You know, I don't come, I come from a family where people people don't graduate uh, high school, where people don't go to college, where people work nine to five jobs and really just have a hard time thinking outside of the bubble that they find themselves in. And I want to be the person that changes that for my family, for my children. And so in order for you to be able to do that, you have to really know whether or not you're the kind of person who can take all the hard work that's going to come your way. And beyond that, can deal with the pitfalls that are sure to come your way because you cannot build a business without the downs. You can have the ups, but you are going to get the downs. And if you can't deal with the downs, you don't have what it takes. The other thing is, do you enjoy social media or can you at the very least tolerate it? When I started my business, social media wasn't this grand thing that it is now, right? It wasn't absolutely necessary for your business then, but things are different, right? It's the climate that we're in and social media is a large part of not just our personal lives, but also our businesses. I grew my business on social media it's uh, you know a, a large percent of my marketing and promotion is all social media, and with that comes the not so good part about being on social media, right? And so if you're not into social media, if it's not something you enjoy, or um, it's not something that you want to do for your business, you need to reevaluate that because you are going to absolutely need it a hundred percent for your business. Now, not all businesses need social media. Yes, you can argue that. I I understand. But if you are in a business where you are going to need social media to grow, to reach the people that you want to reach, then you're going to need to be okay with opening yourself up to the public. And that can be very difficult because for me, in the beginning, it was just all fun. And I really didn't understand that I was going to go from being, you know, a home sewer, making videos to an, you know, internet sensation and having all these followers and people wanting to know, you know, what I ate, what I wear, where I go, who I'm with, who I'm not with anymore. You know, all of those things sort of change. And if your business gets to that level, which, you know, you should hope that it does, you have to be able to be okay with that. Now, Part of that comes with shutting off the noise, right? And not listening to all the bad and the negative because when you're on on the internet and you open your life up, you open yourself up to public opinion and criticism and trolls and people who think they're badass because they're behind a keyboard. Um, And all of those things you have to sort of, you know, accept 
and learn to deal with. And social media can be amazing for, for your business because obviously it's been amazing for mine, but it isn't always easy. Now, can you motivate yourself when things get hard? That is another really important question because I just attended Relentless, which is a, an amazing business conference. And I spoke, I shared the stage with amazing people like Ed Milet and uh, Alex Rodriguez um, and Sarah Centrella. And that whole three-day experience was about motivation and inspiration and really getting people to understand that they can do whatever they want to do if you have the right tools and the right mindset. And I spoke, and at the end of my talk, I wanted to make sure that I pointed something out. And I, and I remember saying, you know, I know you're pumped right now, and I know you're full of adrenaline because you're here, and these three days have been amazing. But when you go home and that shit starts to wear off, you need to be able to kick yourself in the ass and motivate yourself every single day because I can have, you know, three weeks of good, good days, and I could have one day where shit just does not work. And on that day, I need to remind myself that I can do this, that I am built for this, that I'll get past it, and I need to remove the negative energy and replace it with positive energy, and you need to be able to do that for yourself all the time as much as you need to. Now, the last question I think is the most important is, do you think big enough? This wasn't always very easy for me. I had to practice thinking big because my mind, I was always in the beginning like, you know, I just want to make enough money to supplement my income. And so that's what I did. And then it was, okay, I'm supplementing my income. I want to make enough so that I can vacation with my family. And then I was making enough to do that. But what I was doing, I was shooting myself in the damn foot because every time that I spoke it, that I, that I sent it out to the universe, I was saying, just give me enough for this. Not give me the whole damn thing. Just give me enough. And I just kept getting enough. And enough. And it wasn't until I learned to think bigger than even I believed at the time, that's when things really started to change for me, for my life, for my business. Because being able to think big is what's going to help you envision the life that you really want. And why not dream as big as you possibly can? Why not imagine the grandest things in your life because the only person who stops you from having any of the things that you dream up in your damn head is you. So you need to start to, uh, to learn or practice thinking as big as you can and envisioning the life that you want for yourself and the kind of business that you want because all things are possible. I can guarantee you that. Listen, when I started my blog five and a half years ago, I was sewing at home and teaching people how to make projects via the internet on YouTube and I would have never imagined then that I would have the size of company that I have now and to be doing the things that I'm doing now from that hobby. So if you're sitting at home or your car, wherever the hell you are right now listening to me talk, and you have a hobby or you have an idea or a passion or a dream or something, and you wanna turn that into a business and monetize, you absolutely can do it. I am living proof of that. Now here's your actionable to do. I want you to focus on the vision you have for your life and your business, and I want you to write it down and be descriptive. I know that in your head you're going to think, oh, I want this and I want that, but I really want you to focus on the things that you want and I want you to visualize them because what I want you to do is visualize the life that you want. 
not your business right now. I want you to visualize the life that you want and what that looks like because your business is what's going to have to propel you to that life. But if you don't have a clear vision of what that life looks like, then you don't have a clear vision for your business. I have a friend of mine who also spoke at that Relentless Conference. Her name is Sarah Centrella. She has a book called Hustle, Believe, Receive. And one of the things that she does is she creates vision boards for her life, things that she wants to manifest. And she sometimes does it on Pinterest, which I think is a really great resource. I thought that was smart. I even started a new Pinterest board um, that's called My Life. And I drop shit in that I want to manifest for my life. The kitchen that I want, the damn shoe closet I want, the pots and pans that I want, everything. I want a clear vision of what everything in my life is going to look like. So start a board. And if you so feel like it, please email me and share that vision with me. I would love to know it. If you have questions, also please email me at businessshit, B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S-H-E-T at gmail.com. If you have any questions, I will try and answer them in the next podcast. Thanks for listening. And remember that in order for your business to succeed, it must be the shit. It needs to solve a problem, help them past their current stage, earn respect, and build trust. I'm out.